Good morning, church. Turn someone around you right now and tell them how incredibly glad you are that they're here. Oh, well, church, let's start with a word of prayer. Would you join me? Father God, we are so grateful that we get to come into your house today. We believe that what we're doing here is not just singing, hearing words spoken, but God, we believe that your Holy Spirit is working in us. We believe that we can have life change and eternal life, especially through your son, Jesus. And we, we believe what we just sang. And so, God, we just thank you for who you are. Thank you for the gift of your son. Thank you for the gift of your spirit that's working in us and drawing us closer and closer to you and making us look like Jesus. God, we pray that you just continue today to make us look more and more like your son. That, Father, we wouldn't just come to this place and walk out the same, but we would go out from today looking a little bit more like you. God, you are so good and awesome and amazing, and you can handle anything in our life that we, that we face. And so, God, for those of us who are facing things this week that are dark, things that we just cannot handle on our own. God, in this moment, I pray that each person that feels that way would join me in just coming before your throne and just laying everything that we are facing down before you, that we would cast all of our cares on you because you truly care for us, God. Thank you for who you are and how you're working in this place today. In your precious and holy name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, it was 2016. And I was on staff in an absolutely amazing church. And I'd been there for about a year or so, starting off in ministry, learning the ropes of things. And, you know, after about a year and a half, two years of being in ministry, I, I got to this place where I was just kind of in a dark spot. Like, I, I just wasn't doing very well. I, I, I was struggling with my calling. I was struggling with what to do next in my life. And I, I was just kind of dragging. I just felt empty. And all of a sudden, in that moment, my, my lead pastor of the church there walks into my office and, and very directly goes, hey, do you have a passport? And I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, okay, you want to go to Israel for free in two weeks? Like, yeah. Goes, okay, he left. It's like, that was awesome, but okay. And so all of a sudden, I'm having this thought, right? I'm thinking, well, I've been struggling a little bit, right? And then all of a sudden, I get a free trip to Israel like that. And so I think to myself, this must be the moment where God's going to fix everything in my life. Like, I'm going to go to Israel, and I'm going to like see the same things that Jesus saw, and I'm going to touch the same water and smell the same smells and all this stuff, and it's just going to fix every single thing that's wrong with me in my life just by being there. Very, very reasonable expectations. <laughs> and so I get there with those very, very high expectations, and it was interesting. I, I absolutely love my time. I actually got a picture from there of some friends that I made. But I, I, I tell you what, I absolutely had an amazing time. But I'll tell you what, in the midst of all of it, I had this sense of disappointment. Because, see, I had put so much into this trip, and I had just desperately hoped that like, being in these physical places would fix the spiritual place that I was in. And so I, I kept going around and just kind of waiting for like this really cool, amazing moment. Like it was a great trip, but I was like, come on, God, I'm ready for like the really big thing to happen. And I started to get a little cynical. I started to get, you know, start looking around at all the touristy stuff and, and started focusing on that and just focusing on, on, on different things around. And 
I, I even got to the moment where I got to, to baptize in the Jordan River. And it was so cool. I got to help baptize some people. I even got a picture of that. It was, it was so amazing. And, and, and some people have asked me, like, was that the coolest baptismal experience of your life? And I'll be honest with you. I, I, I walked out of there kind of thinking, no. Like, like, it was cool, but, like, the river was dirty. There was fish biting my ankles. They make you go through a gift shop as you leave. Like, you know, it, 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 it's an amazing experience. But it was, you know, it's a river. It's so cool to think, man, this is, I mean, this is the same river Jesus was baptized in. It's so cool. But over and over and over again, I got hit with this feeling that, like, I, did, I, I just wasn't meeting the expectations that I had. And finally, the last day of the trip, we're in Jerusalem, and we go to the edge of the Temple Mount where they have the original stairs that would go up to the temple that they've excavated. So a lot of the parts of the temple are just gone, have been wiped out by the multiple invasions, but this was something that had been buried. And so we have the original stairs, that's all that's left, but the original stairs that Jesus would have walked up to go to the temple. And I'm standing there in this moment on these stairs, and I kind of have this moment where I'm kind of yelling at God. I'm like, okay, God, this is the moment. Like, if you're going to do something, like, can you do it now? Can you show up right here and like fix everything in my life? And then all of a sudden I had this sense of this voice of the Holy Spirit speaking inside of me. And I, I felt God say in that moment, you know, you're looking for me in all these objects and I'm not in those objects. I live in you through my Holy Spirit. And the fact is, without my presence in them, these are just stones. This is just stand, sand. These are just old buildings. It's my presence, my Holy Spirit that shows up and makes something special. When I show up is when the church becomes the church. When I show up that is when a, a, life, a sinner's life becomes brand new in Christ Jesus. It's my presence that changes you, Tim. It's not all these things that you're chasing. And so I realized in that moment that I've been kind of treating God almost like the, the genie in a bottle moment or the holy grail moment or the magic potion moment. Like if I can just get this, my hands on this thing... It's going to change everything in my life. But the fact was, that wasn't how it works. It's only the Holy Spirit working that takes what we do here and turns it into a life change. What takes what we call a church service and turns it into a holy moment. Without the Holy Spirit, Christianity is just a religion. Church is just another option of things out there. Jesus said in John 15 that apart from Him, we can do nothing. It's God's presence through the Holy Spirit that makes a human moment turn into a holy moment. It's, it's God's presence through the Holy Spirit that takes a ceremony and turns it into a sacrament. You know, we have some things in the church that we call sacraments or sacred things. We have things like baptism, communion. We also have other things we celebrate, like weddings. We have church services. We have prayer. But all those things... What makes them a sacred moment, makes them a holy moment, makes them a powerful moment is when God's presence is in them them, and God shows up in a mighty way. Without God, they're just another tradition. They're just another ceremony. You know, I've been to some baptisms before where I've seen God show up in a powerful way in people's life. And I've also been to baptisms before where the person got wet. And that was it. You know, I remember sitting with someone, and, and it, it was early on, I was a kid at the time, and this other friend of mine got baptized. And I'm not sure why he got baptized, but it was just kind of a funny moment, because we went out to lunch afterwards, and he was sitting around bragging about all the things and people that he had done the night before. And I'm kind of like, I mean, 
I was kind of had a thought in my head, kind of sarcastic, like, well, at least you got a bath after all that. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I've also, you know, I've also been to, to weddings before where I see the, the beginning of a perfect union of marriage and I see, see this amazing moment where God is in the marriage and it's the start of something incredible. And I've also been to weddings where they say that it's before God and they kind of forgot to invite God to the wedding and the marriage for that matter. The fact is, there's a big difference between a ceremony or a moment where we invite God in versus one where we're just doing on our own. So today I want to look at how can a moment, how can a ceremony, how can a baptism, how can a sacrament truly be that, be a sacred moment that changes everything, something that's truly transformational. And I want to look today, if you want to join me in Matthew chapter 3, if you have your Bibles today, Matthew chapter 3. I'm going to be in the 11th verse here in a moment. This is the moment of Jesus' baptism. This is the moment where John the Baptist who is Jesus' cousin, has been preparing the way, speaking of who Jesus is and who he's going to be. And he's been baptizing people in the Jordan River. And he's been out there speaking about who this Jesus is. And people have been asking him, listen, are you the one? Are you the Messiah? And he keeps pointing away, no, it's not me. It's not me. There's one coming, coming later for whom I'm not even worthy to carry his sandals. In verse 11, he says, I baptize you with water, for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Thing is, there, there's a difference. We, we sometimes look at baptism as this moment of, you know, of, of representing your sins being washed away. But what John is saying here is that when Jesus comes in the picture, it's even more than that. Because before Jesus left, he said, it's a good thing I'm going away because I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. And you're going to be, be able to do even more powerful things than this. And so he then says, he, he speaks of Jesus in, in the end times coming out of Revelation that his winnowing fork is in his hand. He'll clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then, it says, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am very well pleased. This is a really interesting moment, and I just want to pull apart just a couple things that I think are applications for our own life, for how a ceremonial moment, how a moment of service, how a moment of going to church, how any moment in our life can go from just a thing that we do to a thing where God shows up and it's life-changing and transformational. And there's two keys here that I think are so important. The first one is this. Our hearts matter. Did you know, did you know, that, did you know where our hearts matter? Like where your heart is at in something really, really matters. You ever have a moment where you do something in life and it's like the right thing, but it doesn't go very well because your heart wasn't right? Like you do all the right actions, but... Your heart isn't in it. The thing is, Jesus in this moment has an obedient heart. Jesus' heart wasn't prideful. It wasn't one coming. No, 
If Jesus was prideful, of course, he would have said, no, sure, I'll baptize you instead. But Jesus was so insistent, no, I'm going to lay down my life. I, I refuse to be celebrated. I need this moment of obedience before God. He could have definitely said, this is beneath me. Even John was questioning it, but Jesus says, no, I have to obey my Father. In the same way, where our hearts are at matters. Whether it's baptism, or coming to church, or serving, or going into the workplace, or talking about Jesus to other people, or leading your family towards Jesus, it really matters where your heart is at. Do we have an obedient heart that says, God, I will follow you anyway, anywhere, anyhow, whatever you tell me to do. That's the kind of heart that, can, that God can use to do something amazing. And I'm going to switch microphones. Let's try that. So first thing, what's our first key? Our our hearts matter. The second thing we see in this verse is that the audience and the participants matter as well. See, in this moment, this is a really interesting theological passage. And I won't get into all of it, but really, when people talk about the Trinity and talk about the theology of that, this is a really big moment because we have all three members of the Trinity in one place. We've got the Father speaking from heaven, Jesus is in the river, and the Holy Spirit is coming down in the shape of a dove. This is a really cool thing. There's some really cool things happening in this moment. And one of the things that's so incredible is that we have the Father speaking and saying, Well done, my son. This is my son in whom I am well pleased, and the Holy Spirit is showing up as well. And I think the same thing is true for any sacrament, anything in our life. Anything that we do to worship God, whether it's prayer, communion, baptism, we can worship, reading your Bible, going to church. What matters the most is who the audience is and whether the Holy Spirit is there. Because the fact is, anything that we do in our life, if our, if our audience is an audience of one, that changes everything. See, in that moment, Jesus wasn't doing this so everybody on the banks could see. He had an audience of one. He was doing it for his father. And anything in my life for it truly to be blessed of God, then it needs to be a moment where God is looking down saying, that's my son in whom I'm well pleased. And the fact is, that's the most important thing in my life. The most important thing in my life is that my father in heaven is looking down and saying, well done, my son, I'm pleased in you. And the fact is, if I have another audience involved, if I care about, well, does everybody here like me? Does everybody else around think I'm doing good? Does this person over here like me? Am I doing it for this person and God? Then God's not going to be able to bless that. The way, what God is able to bless is the moment where I have an audience of one, my Father who is in heaven. And the second thing is that the Holy Spirit is showing up in the moment. Am I open to being led by the Holy Spirit? Because the fact is, whenever anything happens of God, especially as we read through the New Testament, it's when the Holy Spirit shows up that we start to see life change, that we start to th- start to see things happen in a mighty and incredible way. You know, when I was uh, 
couple years ago, actually almost six years ago, it was August 6, 2017, I had this really, really cool party. Like, it, it was absolutely amazing. It was my wedding day. Like, it was a really cool moment. But the fact was, it, I've been to a lot of parties, but that party was a little different. Like, that party changed a lot of things in my life. My wedding day changed a lot of stuff in my life. Not because it was such an amazing party. I barely remember who was there. But it's because a relationship started in that moment. Out of that, something, a marriage was started that changed my life. It changed so many things about me. And, and even changed my kid's life, because that's where they came from, was from our marriage. And the fact was, I, I've been to weddings before, as I've said, where no marriage actually comes out of it. The fact was that wedding day was just a day, but it's what happened afterwards that mattered. It, it's the participants that were involved in it, because my wife and I both seek God first to make Him number one in our life, to draw closer and closer to Him. And in that, we draw closer and closer to each other. And in that starts a marriage. The reason I bring that up is because baptism is a lot like that. Baptism is a lot like a wedding day. It's a celebration. It's cool. It's awesome. It's an amazing thing. But it's what happens afterwards that changes everything. It's either the start of something or it's a great moment. But when it truly changes everything is when it's not just the end point, it's the beginning. It's about the relationship that happens afterwards. And today we're going to have some baptisms. We're so, so excited. And our prayer today is that this is not just a nice moment where we, where we, we scream and shout and we celebrate, which I, I, we will do that. But I pray it's the start of something amazing. I pray that after this, we'll see the Holy Spirit working in each of their lives in a mighty, mighty way, that each of them will draw closer and closer to God and have an audience of one in their life. Because I, I believe that baptism is an amazing thing. It's an it's a outward symbol of the inner relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. It represents the fact that just as Jesus died and was resurrected for our sins, the Bible says we have been crucified with Christ. We are die, Our old selves are dying and we're representing the fact that we're walking in a new life in Jesus Christ. But it's also a moment of invitation. You know, in, in, in Acts 2, Peter even says that you'll be baptized and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. When John is talking about Jesus, he says, listen, uh, he, I'm, gonna, I'm baptizing for repentance, but what Jesus is going to bring is something even more. It's a moment of invitation to say, listen, Holy Spirit work. And what I love today is that each of our people who have been going to be baptized have both been walking with Jesus for a while. They, they're, they're taking this next step in their life. And my prayer and my hope is that the Holy Spirit will show up in a mighty, mighty way and will do something absolutely incredible in their life. And they'll look even more like Jesus and it'll be the start of something even more incredible. So I am just so incredibly excited for that, and I want to pray for them. If you join me in that, then we're going to watch a video, and we're going to have some baptisms, church. I'm really excited. Father God, we are so grateful for you. We believe you're here in this place. And so God, just pray that you would show up in a mighty, mighty way. Show up in this, God. And just thank you so much for who you are and how you're going to work in us. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Wash over my head 
I do this because I know who I am. I do this because I'm forgiven. I do this because he rose. I know no water can change me. But this water is a sign that change has occurred in my heart. My life will never be the same. So now I'm proclaiming it to the world. And just as Jesus was buried, I will be buried. Just as Jesus rose, I will rise. Faith, hope, love, none are greater than these. I have faith that Jesus is who he says he is. I have hope in his resurrection and his everlasting power. His endless love has forever changed my life. exciting guys i'm really really excited for this i i want to ask you a couple questions that we've talked about before but i, I want to ask them publicly to you now bible says in romans three twenty three that we've all sinned we've all fallen short of the glory of god that the wages of that falling short is death for salvation to come we must confess that we've sinned and that we need a savior do you guys confess this now John 3.16 tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Do you guys believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and was sent as your savior? John 1.9 tells us that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful to forgive our sins and he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Do you believe that God will forgive your sins? Romans 10 tells us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. You confess that Jesus is both your Savior and your Lord. Yes. Galatians 5.16 tells us that if we let our sinful natures control us, then it leads to death. But letting God's Spirit control our minds leads to life and peace. Will you seek in your life to walk by God's Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. Church, can we give him a hand? Well, we're going to baptize them. Ken, I'll invite you over here. And Maria as well. But this is a moment, too, that I want you to participate as well. We're going to pray over each of them before they get baptized. And as they do that, I want to invite you just to reach your hands out if you're comfortable. I would love for you to be praying for them. But also, this is a moment where not only are we participating right here in this moment, but I want to encourage you to participate throughout the week, throughout the years to come. This is a moment to, I, I, I really encourage you to be praying for them. And as may they come to your mind, may reaching out to them and encouraging them and seeing how they're doing and encouraging what God's doing in their life. And also, we, we as a church get to celebrate with them. You know, I believe that baptism is a really big deal. I believe it's a moment we're to get really, really excited about. So this is a moment as they come out of the water where, we, man, we get to cheer, shout. I don't know if any of you brought your air horns or uh, cowbells to church, but now would be the appropriate time to pull those out. So, well, we're, we're going to pray. Ken, 
we're really excited to pray with you here. If you want to reach out your hands towards Ken, we're going to pray for him. Bob? Sure. Oh, what an incredible day we have going here with our baptisms. Uh, Lord, we just we thank you for your precious gift of baptism that we may publicly declare our love and passion for Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask your goodness and blessing be poured out here on Ken. We pray that you would work with his heart and soul each day to refresh and renew him. Come guide his footsteps, giving him hope and vision for the future. May Ken cherish and remember this day forever. Reach out our hands towards Maria. Dear Lord, we just uh, we just want to come to you today and just celebrate the life that that you've given given Maria. And I've known Maria for for a few years now, and to watch her grow spiritually the way that she has, Lord. It's just been amazing. We know that you're working in her life, and we're just so happy that uh, that she's taken this public display to show everybody in this room and to announce to the world that she is a child of yours. And we just ask that you just bless her, walk with her, may this... Uh, May this baptism just change her life, get the Holy Spirit, uh, just fill her up, Lord, with this. Just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
can just shout. All right, you ready, Ken? Want to help me out? All right. Maria, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good and gracious Lord, thank you for the precious gift of baptism that we can publicly declare our love and passion for you. Lord, we ask for your goodness and blessings to be poured out on this faithful servant. We pray that you would work deeply within Desiree's heart and soul to renew and refresh her each day. Come guide her footsteps, give her a hope and a vision for the future. Today, the past is gone. Desiree stands free and whole, loved and forgiven within the kingdom of God. Father, cover and protect Desiree now. Encircle her with your promises and fill her heart with joy. May this day be one she will cherish and remember forever. Desiree, we're so excited for what God's going to do in your life. So it's our honor to baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on over here. Guys. 
You're going to reach out your hands towards Josie. God, we are so incredibly grateful for who you are. The fact that you promise us life change. You say that you're making us look more and more like your son. You're making us more and more holy, Father. And God, this is the start of something amazing. So God, I pray for Josie that this begins the work of something incredible, that down the road, this is looked at as a catalyst moment in her life. God, we are so grateful for who you are and how you work and what you're going to do, not only in Josie, but through Josie to the world around you. God, we thank you so much for who you are and what you're going to do. We pray you move in this moment in a mighty and incredible way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, come on. You ready? All right. If you want to grab on the shoulder there, and we'll. Josie, we're so excited for what God's going to do in your life. We're expecting that something amazing is going to happen. And so, right now, it's our honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ah, can we praise God one more time? Man, we're so excited for what God's going to do with each of you. It's going to be amazing, amazing things to come. And so, right now in this moment, I don't know, I feel like praising God a little more. Anybody else feel like that? Well, come on, let, let's praise God. I want to invite the team forward as they're coming forward. Let me just pray. God, we just thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for who you are. And we thank you for the fact that each and every person that's here today, God, I pray a blessing over them as they've been baptized today, that this is not just a, a moment, but it truly is a catalyst moment. But God, I also pray for the generations to come. God, that the generations of people that will know you because of them. God, the generations that come from them that will know you because of them. God, I, I just pray that you would bless them generationally in a way that continues on and on and on. That people would be in heaven because of what just happened here. God, thank you so much for who you are and what you're going to do. We just praise you so much for your goodness today. We can't wait to continue to praise you. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. <laughs>